It's Philosophy Talk. The left is telling you to submit or they will cancel you. Isn't getting canceled just when somebody powerful and privileged gets criticized? If you don't hold the right opinions, you're canceled. If you don't vote for the right candidate, you're canceled. If you own 2,000 slaves and murdered thousands of Native Americans, well, apparently we can't name an elementary school after you anymore. Hey, don't come around here no more. Don't come around here no more. Is cancel culture even a thing? Is it cancel culture or consequence culture? They're interested in shaming our students more than addressing whether people are being unfairly fired. Our guest is Adrian Dow from Stanford University, author of Cancel Culture Transfer. In a sense, I was canceled for three days, just like Jesus. Cancel Culture, coming up on Philosophy Talk. On Wednesday, March 8th, come be part of a live recording of Philosophy Talk on the Stanford campus. We'll be thinking about the philosophy of smell, with experimental psychologist Asfa Majid. This event is free and open to the public. Everybody's welcome. More information at philosophytalk.org. That's Wednesday, March 8th at 7 p.m. in Leventhal Hall at the Stanford Humanities Center. Smell you later. Has cancel culture gotten out of control? Or are we just better at holding each other accountable? Is canceling even a thing? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco Bay Area. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ray teaches philosophy, and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, we're thinking about cancel culture. You know, Ray, I think cancel culture is a real problem these days. I mean, people are losing their jobs, they're being harassed on Online, the, the home addresses are being shared, and, and all because they said something that came out the wrong way. Ah, oh, come on, I don't know what you're talking about. When I see people who say or do terrible things, they get some pushback, and then they just go and whine about how they've been victimized on their next Netflix comedy special. Okay, but you're talking about famous people, right? I, I'm talking about regular folks who are getting into trouble over innocent mistakes. Okay, but regular folks can also say some pretty messed up things, and they deserve to be called out for it. That's not cancel culture, Josh. It's consequence culture. But who decides the consequences? I mean, we're talking about trial by social media here, and, and those trials you know, they don't go like trials in courtrooms. They're not fair. There's no presumption of innocence. The punishments aren't proportional. I mean, think about that guy who made one off-color joke about dongles at a tech conference. Someone overhears him. They take a picture. They tweet it out. His employer fires him. Well, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Well, I mean, okay, it was a stupid joke, but did he deserve to be fired? Okay, maybe not in this case, but you know, a lot of stupid jokes that people tell at work really are a problem. Those kinds of remarks can create a hostile environment for women or people of color or gays and lesbians. It's good that employers are finally starting to take that stuff seriously. Well, I totally see why people need to be careful at work, but, but someone can lose their job over something they posted on social media when they're off the clock. I mean, think about that professor who, who tweeted some stuff about the Israel-Palestine conflict and then had his job offer suddenly disappear. Okay, it's, it's messed up that people can be fired for one offhand remark, sure, but the problem still isn't cancel culture. It's that employers have way too much power. You know, Josh, a lot of people can get fired anytime for any reason from jobs they need to survive. But that just is cancel culture. I mean, employers 
can cancel people now, can cancel their employees. And employees aren't the only ones. Lawmakers in Florida are making it illegal for school libraries to carry books they haven't specifically approved. Uh, People are getting their speeches and events canceled if they're defending unpopular points of view. Uh, Friends and family. Friends and family can shun you for having the wrong political opinion. Okay, those are all things, but there are a bunch of different things, and none of them are new. People have been boycotting stuff they don't approve of since the 19th century. And people have been shunning their family members since Cain and Abel. <laughs> okay, that's a good comparison. But but still, I feel like some things really have changed in the whatever it is, 6,000 years since Cain and Abel. I mean, the Internet's made a big difference. Like Nowadays, any offhand comment on social media that sort of comes out the wrong way, that can potentially reach a massive audience of anonymous, cranky people who get to react immediately. And by the time you notice what's happening, you've already lost your reputation. Well, that only matters if you have a sense of shame in the first place. A lot of people don't. They seem to be thriving in your so-called age of cancel culture. I remember a day when if you got caught telling hundreds of lies, you'd have to resign. Not anymore. Okay, but you're still talking about a tiny slice of the population. Those powerful people who think there's no such thing as bad publicity. And yeah, okay, I agree with you. For someone like that, scandal isn't a problem. It it just makes them more popular with their fans. But again, I'm talking about regular folks, people like you and me. I don't know. I, I still really don't think that cancel culture is a thing or that it's anything new. And I bet our guest will agree with me. It's our old friend Adrian Daub, who's got a new book called Cancel Culture Transfer. Ah, it's so brilliant to have him back. But I'm going to guess he's going to agree with me. The digital age really has made a difference in the way that we relate to each other. That is a big debate right now. So we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to trace some of the history of cancel culture, the term and its appearances in popular culture. She files this report. One of the earliest examples of the idea of canceling in popular culture is the 1981 song, Your Love is Cancelled. I've been interested in digital culture from like a more activist perspective. Eve Ung traces the lineage of cancel culture in her book, Cancel Culture, A Critical Analysis. Like many other people, you know, I watched with a lot of interest Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, and the impact that had on prominent figures. Ung is a professor in the School of Media, Arts, and Studies at Ohio University. She says that a decade after that song came out, a screenwriter named Barry Michael Cooper was working on a script for the crime drama New Jack City when the song was playing on the radio. When the movie premiered in 1991, the idea of canceling people made its film debut. You have like recognizable stars, right? Like Wesley Snipes is the lead character. And so he's breaking up with a girlfriend in a horrible way. You're a murderer, Nino! I've seen you kill too many people, Nino! Cancel it. I'll buy it. But Twitter really gave this idea of canceling new life. In 2009, Twitter formally adopted hashtags. So that's when like, people started using hashtags on Twitter saying you're canceled. For a while, the phrase was used in a kind of playful way, but then people started using it to call people out for problematic or inappropriate behavior. This is who's attacking me now. 
One of the earlier examples took place in 2014. The dark forces trying to silence my message of core conservative principles mixed with youth-friendly product placement have been thwarted. Stephen Colbert had riffed on a new foundation started by the owner of Washington's NFL team, the Redskins Original Americans Foundation. Colbert was trying to point out the ridiculousness of the owner of a team called the Redskins starting a group to help Native Americans. I was so inspired by Dan Snyder's charitable outreach that I formed my own charity, the Ching Chong Ding Dong Foundation for Sensitivity to Orientals or whatever. The Colbert Report Twitter account sent out a tweet about his new make-believe charity, prompting an activist to tweet back, hashtag cancel Colbert, trend it. The activist behind the Cancel Colbert tweet soon started getting harassed and doxxed, her dress and contact details posted publicly. Fast forward to 2017. We see figures like Harvey Weinstein being called out, you know, having to face the consequences. For him, it was actual sort of legal problems. For others, you know, like James Franco, Louis C.K., it was more what we think of as canceling, social media canceling, like I'm not following anymore. First they outlawed Dr. Seuss, and now they want to tell us what to say. Jerry Seinfeld doesn't tell comedy anymore because any jokes that's funny is canceled. Ung says 2020 was the watershed year of cancel culture's conservative backlash. 2020 was the year of Black Lives Matter sort of re-emerging in the light of the George Floyd protests. Um, and those protests as we know, weren't just about police violence. It really expanded into a more um, significant critique of race and inequality in the U.S. Some shows about police, like Cops, were literally canceled by their networks. Temporarily. HBO temporarily pulled Gone with the Wind. Conservatives were angry. And people are still talking about cancel culture. In her book, Ong doesn't say whether the phenomenon is good or bad. The take-home point for me is always not everything that looks like a cancel event is the same. We have to look at the context, like who is being canceled, who's doing the canceling, what are the reasons for the canceling, and what are the sort of power dynamics involved. That nuanced way of thinking may not fit with the often knee-jerk mob ethos of the internet but no one is going to cancel someone for their thoughtful, critical analysis, right? For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.